Gorsuch, a class. Should I stay or should I go? You definitely want to say stay, and here's why: because I have my interview guest in this morning from the city of Mora. It is Caleb Christensen. Good morning, Caleb. Good morning, Rob. It's a pleasure to have you come in today. And I said to Caleb, I really, I had his name, and I knew, of course, he worked for the city of Mora. We're trying to have monthly get-togethers with people that work through the city of Mora, um, and Caleb's one of them on the hot spot, as I say today. But I honestly. Except for knowing the name, I couldn't even place what he did there. So this is going to be a learning uh, situation for me as well this morning. So, Caleb, first of all, tell us a little bit, before we get into exactly what you do, kind of how you got to your position and how long you've been with the city of Mora. Well, I started out in construction right out of high school. Okay. It was a a very fun, very addicting trade. I was (laughs) into uh, framing houses. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of thought I was going to do that forever. And then uh, the older I got, I was the just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then I started looking towards um, these building officials that showed up at every house that I was building, and I just kind of started chit-chatting with them, kind of learning the ins and outs of their jobs, and uh, it really struck a chord with me. So then, uh, as I got older, and then 2008, 2009 hit, where the economy really slowed down. I started transitioning into the home inspections. Okay. So from from there, I went to uh, Lakes and Pines for nine years where I got into the more of the energy auditing, inspecting of homes. And, uh, you know, knowing that this was always kind of my, you know, end game sure. position that I've uh, wanted for years. Uh, luckily, it came up at the city of Mora, threw my hat in the ring and somehow got it so and the rest is history as yes. they say absolutely yes. did you have to do any additional schooling licensing to get to the because i'm always curious how what the steps are with that yes the state of um, minnesota department of labor and industry uh, sets the standards for the licensing so there is a little bit of schooling that goes with it there's different routes you can take you can go through the architectural route or the construction trade route uh, and then with both of them, you still need to, you know, take the state required classes, um, study, and take some pretty extensive tests to I would think to actually so. obtain your license. Yes, I've got to go back to you said you started in construction when you were pretty young. Was there a familial connection? Did you have a friend that was in the business? Because usually there's some kind of a start when you're a younger person with whatever you do. No, it was odd. Kind of grew up um, on the farmlands. Um, my, on my mom's side, they were electricians. Okay, sure. And then on my dad's side, it was all factory workers. So okay. I just kind of, uh, I don't know, just it got just, lucky. Yeah, I started happens. working at a, a milk farm straight out of high school. Well, you learned how to work then right away. Yes. And uh, I don't know, it just sounded like something that appealed to me. I tried. I was not the brightest, (laughs) (laughs) sharpest tool in the shed. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I learned, worked my way up through through the trades and... Yeah. yeah, and so much of it is just a good work ethic, and it sounds like just your familial background for sure. You know, you come up and it's like, I think having children not work like slave labor, I don't mean that, but to understand that in a family there's things that you need to do 
to help each other, right? Right. And that work ethic starts at a young age like that, especially any kind of farming. My goodness, those kids know how to work. So <laughs> that explains why you've done what you've done over the years for sure. Did you grow up in this area or where'd you grow up, Caleb? I grew up in Pine City. You did? Okay. Yes. So you're our local kid for sure. Right, right. Yep. That is awesome. Okay. So now you've made the Odyssey. You're at the city of Mora three years, you told me, correct? Correct. Okay. And I'm going so you are the building official. So give us kind of a little background. What does that all mean? Because I mean, I know it sounds official, but what does it mean that you actually do? Right. So any construction that happens in the city limits of Mora, uh, whether it be new remodeling, um, maintenance permits, you know, as far as uh, siding, re-roofing, you must obtain a permit through the city of Mora. So it's my job to make sure that uh, you know, first you apply for that permit. We work through the permitting process to, to just to make sure everything is going to be within code compliance. Uh, the project's going to run as smooth as possible. So we're going to work out all the kinks in the permitting process. And then uh, as the permits are issued, then I do the, the inspections to to make sure we're staying within code compliance. So you must work with the Planning Commission quite a bit then? Planning Commission, correct, yes. Um, And then with the zoning, making sure that we're at our proper setbacks, um, we're building in the right districts, all all that good stuff. So let's say I'm in the city of Mora, and I already am in my home, and a neighbor wants to build a fence. So would you be the guy they get a hold of? Yes, I would. Okay, so that's how that works. And, you know, it sounds simple, right? But I know that there can be, that's a good example, actually. Sometimes there can be some headbutting. There can be, you know, that's where you come in to say, nope, this is exactly where this can happen. These are the requirements. You don't just slap a fence up wherever you want. You have to follow kind of the rules, right? Right. Yes, and there are safety rules too. You can't be building your your fence too close to the street too high because then you're going to be blocking visions around corners, all that stuff. And we don't want you impeding on your neighbor's property, creating neighbor wars. So we try and eliminate as much of that as we can. Do you feel like, and I know you've been on the job three years now, so maybe it's something you've always dealt with, because I was going to compare like 10 years ago to today. I feel like people are crabbier. Do you feel, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but have you found you really have to be a little bit of a diplomat and keep things factual, don't you? Yes, definitely. I think um, throughout COVID kind of really put us in in a bad mood and, you know, <laughs> coming out of COVID. And then we just happened to have, you know, within the top five snowiest winters oh you my know, goodness. in the history. So so people have been feeling a little caged up, I think. I think so. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they let out their emotions. And you really do have to have the right personality, a little bit of uh, tough skin, as I think the old saying goes, to do the job and do it in such a way. I, I really do feel people are pliable when you keep things to the facts. These are the rules that have been in place. These are the, you know, I know there can be changes, but you don't do a lot of variances and a lot of changes because those can usually open Pandora's box, I would imagine. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's we, an important um, thing. Yes. Once you set precedents, it's hard to, to change it. So yep. we try and stick to the, the code and zoning as much as possible. Absolutely. I know I, I heard somebody say once, who was kind of a in a position where they had to make decision, 
And they said, you know, you're always better to tell somebody no. You can always change a no to a yes, but you can't change a yes to a no. <laughs> right. <laughs> and actually, that's something to think about, right? Absolutely. So are there any projects, anything <clears throat> coming up that you know of that's, I know a lot of this is dealing with maybe pre-existing, but do you have some new things that are happening that you want to share with us as far as builds go? Yes, we just had our first new construction house build uh, dig start yesterday. Uh it sounds like it's been a pretty busy winter. It sounds like we've got quite a bit on the board that we're pretty excited to hopefully share soon as far as uh, possibly new developments. Perfect. Uh, stuff okay. like that. So, yeah, it should. we got to have you back in then, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> share more as things go down the road, right? Right, yes, hopefully. Perfect. I won't I won't press you. I'm just saying that's exciting to hear. And one other thing I'll just ask you about, because I know, um, again, because I lived in the city of Mora myself, there are, how to, and I suppose this is true for county roads and that kind of thing too, but sometimes people, like with their yards or whatever, they'll want to get things out further than maybe there's a certain portion that's actually considered, I don't want to say boulevard, what is the term I'm looking for? Public right-of-way. Public right-of-way. Can you explain that so people understand that better? Yes, we have a public right-of-way. It's basically where all the utilities run, the roads run, everything like that, so the public right-of-way needs to remain open in case there are any repairs or work that needs to be done on those. So um, basically most of the streets it's 14 to, to 16 feet, 12 to 16 feet and from the curb is where your actual property lines will start and in, in most of the city limits. Okay. So yes, we. that's another part of my job is <laughs> code violations. So right. if Stuff does start getting scattered out and about. Um, yes, it will receive a nice letter from me asking <laughs> you to kindly uh, remove that within a time frame or nice time frame. Sure, sure. Just understand because there's so much to being the building official and I don't think people truly understand it. And they don't, who would necessarily know some of these criteria you know, unless they are doing a build or they get in trouble because they've done something maybe they shouldn't do. So I would ask this too before, and I know I got to let you get to work eventually here, but I love having you in today. So I decide I'm going to put brand new cupboards in my house. I don't have to get a hold of you for that, right? No. Nope. Let's explain what really truly people need to get a hold of you for. Okay. In the city letter, I put out a nice little article this uh this last one, um, explaining everything that does need a permit. Oh, good. Um, so basically, if you're going to do cabinets, countertops, floors, um, painting, stuff like that, a, a permit is not required. Um, permits are mainly required when you're going to break into the exterior wall. The, we call it the thermal envelope. So um, when, whenever you're, you're getting into that or adding onto the house, adding square footage, that is where a permit is required. That's where... We want to mainly make sure everything's being done properly because if, if you don't tie in anything new into the thermal envelope properly, you're going to invite, invite moisture, mold, you know, all kinds of issues into the home that we want to avoid. Sure. So um, code compliance is basically to set like a health standard to your home. So we want to make sure your home is safe. Um, good clean air to breathe we're not we're not allowing any outside contaminants in and then we want to make sure your house lasts so we're going to put everything on the proper footings make sure there's no movement and just yeah, yeah. and then then we go to the safety features like the smoke alarms co detectors 
in case anything does happen, you're notified. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, too, if we have some new developments, that's where you're really busy because you literally have to go house to house to house and and kind of put your stamp of approval on what's shaking in real time, correct? Right. Yeah. That keeps you busy. Yes, and the contractors never want to stop, so I keep running. <laughs> uh, that's, and that's good, and I'm glad. It's so nice after all the ups and downs we've had these last several years that building is happening and growth is happening, and that's a hopeful thing, but it does make your life just a little busier. Yes, it And does. I'm okay with that, Caleb, keeping <laughs> you busy. Too. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share this morning before I let you get on with your day? Uh, I would just say that uh, spring's coming, so... We will be going out and doing our citywide um, code check, you know, to make sure, okay. you know, once the snow melts, we give everybody a little bit of time to try and clean up the stuff that, you know, got buried a little earlier than <laughs> than we wanted it to this okay. year. So um, probably within a few weeks, we'll be going around doing our, our code check for the city limits. So, okay. you know, everybody please kind of try and pick up anything that may have been left around from, from the winter. It's good to know that, too. Absolutely. Well, again, if, if you'd like to get a hold of Caleb, if you have a question about more of what he does, or if you have a question, maybe you're going to be doing a build, or you are wondering about some expansion that's happening. Caleb, best number, or just look at the website, or what's the best way to get a hold uh, of My you? direct number is 320-225-4808. Sounds good. And otherwise, if you go to the City of Mora website, I'm sure there's uh, contact information as well there. Correct. So there you go. Yep. Awesome. It's just a pleasure to meet you, Caleb. Thank you so much for coming in. And uh, when things continue, and if you want to come in and share some things that are happening, you the door is always open. All Sounds right? good. I appreciate it. Thank Again, you. there you go. That is uh, Caleb Christensen, and he is the building official for the city of Mora.